All right. Ooh, what's the date? Twentieth, December twentieth, twenty twenty. Yeah, almost over with. Uh, today's message is the rules of engagement. Now, I'm not talking about marriage. It's talking about how we deal with conflict amongst believers. So I want to say God bless everybody this morning. Now, you would think we would talk about Christmas. However, we're not. Instead, we're going to tackle this elephant in the room we have of how we talk and treat one another in tough situations. Matthew 5, verses 14 to 15. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel. But under a candlestick, and it giveth life unto all that are in the house. So, in this walk with Christ, we can't be hiding behind rocks and ducking and dodging folks because we don't want to have that not so great conversation. The world is watching us looking to ridicule, accuse, and even mock to diminish the very appearance that we are godly people. So, I believe it's important to address the situation with the Bible. If it wasn't, it wouldn't be in the Bible. Matthew five twenty three through 24. Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there remembers that thy brother hath an alt against thee, leave there thy gift before the altar, and go thy way. First be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. Now, what gift is, you know, this particular passage is talking about? Okay, let's get into that. The word gift in the Greek is doron, and it means a present, specifically a sacrifice gift or offering see in the old testament when they did they did sin offerings they get they gave peace offerings they gave um uh offerings to you know if, if they were if they were sick or unclean they had to give offerings for that so you know even though it coming into the new te- the new testament with with um the coming of christ we don't have to cut up no goats and no lambs thank god for that but we do still have to give an offering up to God. And our offering is the offering of praise. We offer we sacrifice of praise. That's why we sing hallelujah. That's why we say praise the Lord. That's why we say thank you, Jesus. That's why we stand in corporate worship uh, um, and we, lift, we raise our hands and surrender and, and tell God how great he is and thank him for what he's already done and, what, and who he is. That's, a, that's our offering. Now, the Bible is saying here in this passage that you can't bring that offering if you got something against your brother or your sister. So if y'all at odds, let's say y'all quarreling about what about this my seat. I sit here every every Sunday at ten a ten o five and yada yada yada. Okay, you need to go deal with that. One is juvenile, but two, you know you setting a bad example for anybody that's watching you because believe it or not, people are always watching Christians. The moment you open up your mouth and say that you're a believer, there's a, a target on your back. And people are looking. Looking to nitpick, to pull you apart. Well, they don't do this right, and they don't do this right. So we, we want to be able to resolve conflicts and situations according to what the Word says. So what do we offer? We offer sacrifice now the Christ has come. Praise. We offer the sacrifice of praise and offering up to God. But before you do that, you have to be right. So you can't come to the altar with your praises going up, waiting for a blessing to come down. No, 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 no. 
The Bible says to get right with your brother first or your sister first. Then bring your gift. You would think that this is self-explanatory, but I think you would be surprised that people don't know this. I can't tell you how many times I've seen adults, and I mean 40s, 50s, older than me, acting like kindergartners who haven't learned how to share. They haven't learned how to say please and thank you. They haven't learned how to wait their turn. They just, they just, as they say, they so anointed and they feel with them. Bro, I don't care. You rude, you disrespectful, you just sit down and shut up. That's what I want to say, but that's not nice. That's not, it's rude. That's not, that's not, you know, humility, as they say. But people will push your buttons and make you want to react in a fleshly way. But see, we are, we're called to walk in the spirit, so I have to treat them with love. So the proper way for me to respond is, well, brother, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, you know, I'm, you know, I stepped on your toes, or yada, 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 I apologize. You know, it's taking a low road. You know, the Bible says Jesus was meek and lowly. Meekness is not weakness. I mean, he had strength with control. And he was lowly. I mean, he was able to, he was able to be reached by any people group because he could appeal to everybody because he, he didn't have a home. He didn't have a job uh, per se. And, you know, he didn't have materials. So he was just as the poor. And we had to walk in the same mannerism that he did. So I have to lower, kind of lower myself down. Even, and I know it's it's a humbling thing to have to get down off your high horse and come down with somebody else at and be respectful, especially when they've been a jerk. I'm sorry, I shouldn't say jerk. Maybe I should say um, not a nice person. That sounds a little bit a little nicer. Not a nice person. <laughs> I ain't going to call him a jerk. Um, but that's what God, that's what we're called to do. And, you know, we want to, we want to throw out, you know, this particular passage and, and talk about the gifts. Oh, God has given me like, no, man, all this is a part of the, all of Christianity, you know, because, you know, I, we're called to witness to people of all nations, all nations means all different types of people, all ethnicities. There's not a there's not a set of people we shouldn't be able to witness to. They should be able to look at us and ask questions. We should be able to answer them honestly. Well, I saw you, you know, have this situation with with this person, that person, and I saw how you resolved it. And I was wondering what 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 how what makes how what what makes you go about that way, you know? And then they may explain to you how they do it back home. Cause some countries, you know, they slap the taste out your mouth. You you disrespect them. Ain't no no reconciling. Or they you know they embarrass, they humiliate you, they stone you. They still doing that stuff in today's time. It's it's still kind of barbaric, <laughs> but us Christians, you know, we've called we've been called to a higher calling, to be the light of the world, to be you know the salt of the earth. It's spoken by Jesus Himself, and it's non-existent in the churches. Where we're past those things, brothers, those things are beneath me. Apparently not. When every member, everyone walks past you, they face look like sour patches. See, this is one. It, it's situations where you know these leaders in our churches. You know, you can't have a you can't have a, a simple conversation with them because they're like they're, they're they're past all that. How are you past something that still happening on today? If it's still prevalent in our society, you should be addressing it. As a preacher of the gospel. 
But see, they're not preachers of the gospel. They're preachers of themselves. They're lovers of money. They're lovers of status. They're lovers of homes, cars, 401ks, and anything else they can't take with them when they die. I heard the preacher say it best. He said, I've never seen a hearse carrying a U-Haul. You can't take that stuff with you. So it it's better for us here to take care of the business of God here, the things that matter, relationships, family, friends, witnessing, uh, fellowshipping, you know, Bible study, you know, getting to know one another one-on-one, loving each other, hanging out. That type of stuff. That, that's th those are the memories that you take with you. I can't take my cars with me. They they they're not gonna serve me no purpose if I can fly. <laughs> you know, so that that's that's getting to something else. But still, you know, we 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 have to understand that the rules of engagement when we're talking to one of another. Like you know, I can't. You can't just disrespect an elder. The Bible strictly forbids that. Do not do that. And I'm not talking about an elder as as far as a title. Only I'm talking about an elder in the church. You do not, you know, you know, you, you, you entreat the the older men as fathers. You treat the older women with dignity and respect because they've lived longer than you. They've walked in this walk longer than you. They know more than you. You ought to be trying to sit down by a cup of coffee and pick their brain and say, "Hey, you know, I'm dealing with this situation. You know, how did you ever go about it?" And they should be able to explain it to you with the word. On how to overcome that situation. That's important. You know how powerful that is? Do you know how many situations you can just avoid just by talking to somebody who's already done it before you? Amen. You can set yourself so free. So free. Avoid so much so much negative ne negative repercussions by having a conversation with somebody before. You know what the Bible calls it? It calls that wise counsel. Wise counsel. And too often it's not, it's not performed or it's not uh, exercised in our churches. And I, I believe, I believe strongly that that is one of the, what is a major issue that we have. We have lost the lost the art of talking to one another the correct way. We just have it. I'm not gonna let it go. I'm going, and I'm going to examine it and, and apply it because I want people to, you know, to see to, to come to Christ and love Christ. And not for the things that he does, but for who he is. Because I want them to receive the gift of eternal salvation because it's a free gift. And I want them to understand why he's given it and how we are to conduct ourselves once we've received it. Uh, even the simplest scriptures have power beyond our human understanding. That's why it's important to become a disciple of the word. So you will know how to rightfully, rightfully apply to a specific situation. You know, a disciple is a learner. That's what the word means, a learner. You are to be learning from who's discipling you. You know, you know, there are, you know the Bible has, you know, Christian disciples or, you know, I mean, even though it doesn't technically say Christian disciples, that's technically what they're emulating. They're emulating. They're emulating Christ. They're learning of him. And we learn from the book that was written of him. So we're Christian Christian disciples. And we need to be able to apply some of this. Like, no, granted, there are some certain promises in the Old Testament that didn't belong to us. And that's okay because the application still still fits. You know, even, you know, people like, you know, that you can't use Jeremiah 29, 11. Okay, well, maybe you can't. But he knows the plan for me. 
and he has a plan to prosper me and send me the correct way and and not hurt me and I believe that that applies to me now maybe I'm not in Israel but I still believe God has a plan and he knows it all because he knows the beginning and the end he's sovereign over all That's why that's why it's important to become a disciple of the word, so you you will know how to rightfully apply a specific situation. Next, go to that person with the spirit of humility. Why? It shows you are a mature believer, and you care how the other feels, especially if you hurt them. Ephesians four one through seven. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. With all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. See, God just said, he said, we're all one body. So you can't mistreat somebody else in the body and think that's okay. You, you just can't. You know, we'll, we'll call, you know, we can't sweep, sweep, like they say, sweep stuff under the rug. You know, and just keep sweeping it under the rug. Eventually, there's going to be a knot there. And eventually, there's going to be a, like a mountain there. It's going to be an eyesore. Like, what's underneath there that, that's not being dealt with? It also says we need to, to um with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love. See, you know, forbearing one another in love it isn't you know, that ain't no easy task. It's it's just not. Mm, I, I can't stress that or not enough. Um, people get on your nerves, and I, I yes, Christian people will get on your last nerve, your last good nerve, as they say. They they will they will drive you insane because you know they're they're stuck on a certain sit in a certain way. There's they like certain traditions. You might go against their traditions. Nothing wrong with traditions. Whatever whatever the case may be, it's, it's just you know we we go sometimes we clash, but we're still to forbear one another in love. Meaning you don't throw the other person away because you're you know quarreling or you know maybe not quarreling but maybe you're disagreeing about how to go or go go about certain situations i'm telling you right churches have been split because of disagreements split not on the doctrine of the death burial and resurrection but on stupid passages well i should say stupid passages i should say you know different reasonings for interpreting certain passages if that make any sense to you, it's, I mean, it's, it's it's amazing to me. And like you know, the the ten years, of, you know, I've been, know, I've been I've been in church longer than that. In umpteen years, I've been in church. I've I've seen some not so funny stuff, stuff that just don't make no sense. You would think certain stuff would separate people, that people would overcome that. But I, what you find is it is some of the simplest, some of the most simplistic things. That can be misconstrued. That can be taken out of context. That have two people going the opposite. That will be repelling each other to a point where they don't even want to be in the same room because they differ about certain things. Now there are certain things that I just will not budge on. 
but there are some things that you you know what if you if you interpret it that way, I'm not gonna eat your lunch for that. Do I agree with you? Nope. But I'm it's it's not worth me going me me being at you or us going against each other because we have a disagreement. It's just not worth that. It's not easy doing the right thing, but it's right to do right. That's why we surrendered surrendered to Christ. We wanted for the first time in our sin born lives to be righteous or rightly aligned with God the Father. It's important for us to walk right in front of Him. When you come to the giver of life, you want to come correct. Now here's the part that can blow up the simplest disagreements. Not using discretion properly. It's not no one else's business about what happened between you and so and so. Man, I can't if I you know, for the people in the back, let let let, let, let me speak a little louder for you. Shut your mouth about whatever's going on between you and so and so. Do not, I repeat, do not go talk to somebody else about a, about a, a matter that you are an art that you have with a brother, another brother and sister before you talk to that person that you have the art with. Amen. Don't do that. Don't involve other people in that mess. Revol- resolve that discreetly. Man, brother, you know, I, I, you know, I just, I think I took that the wrong way. I, I don't, maybe I don't understand what you meant by that. Can we, can we conversate a little more in that? Maybe so I can get some clear understanding. Don't go talk to somebody else and badmouth them about what somebody. Do you hear what he said to me? Did you take it to him? No. Well, why are you bringing it to me? Well, no. Don't wish I get people on your side. Rectify the situation. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, it's funny, you know, these is I call it the rules of engagement, but it's it's for it's for bearing one another in love. You're keeping your brother's business or your sister's business. You're not putting them out there on Front Street. You might have interpreted what they said the wrong way. They might not have meant it that way. But if you go badmouth them to somebody else, to another, to another, and 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 that person don't have enough common sense in the words to tell you, well, brother, you shouldn't be talking about this with me. You need to go talk to take care, take care of that with him. You can cause a whole lot of problems. You can end a relationship. You can end a friendship. You can get that. Oh, you know, I forgive him, but I won't forget. Oh my, you know, you don't you don't want that. You don't even want to go down that road. It's unnecessary. Unnecessary. Proverbs 2, 10 through 12. Wisdom will enter your mind and knowledge will fill you with delight. Discretion will guard you. Understanding will protect you. Wisdom will rescue you from the evil path from people who twist their words. Mm. That's common English Bible. Discretion is a powerful tool, but if not exercised when necessary, it can be your downfall. So don't be telling the T about you and such and such. That's an A and B conversation. Keep it under wraps. As a matter of fact, if someone brings that to you, your response should be, "He did. He did, should be. Did you talk to his to, to this brother or sister before you brought it to me? If not, I'm gonna need you to go talk to them within 24 hours, or I'm gonna let them know that I that you got a a, a, a reason to talk to them about something." Why do we do it? Why should you do that? Because you keep the conversation private. I, I'm telling you, there's some stuff you just don't want out in the open. You don't. 
You don't want certain. You don't want to have certain conversations about with everybody about. You don't want to blow stuff up to a, to a, to a, a magnet, a volcano magnitude, when it ain't nothing but a, a, a match, like a poof of fire. You don't want a, a lava overflowing, or something you could have just blew out. I hope that makes sense. You know, if we th- we did this, that would take care of all the church gossips right there. Whether we like it or not, God expects all his children to get along in a loving, caring matter. Yes, there will be times where I don't agree totally, but that's still no excuse for the mistreat- mistreatment of another believer. It is in today's time where the, I, I, I believe the word is not being taught and preached the way it's written because of times because of money because of status because of a numerous of things that don't matter and i think it's a crying shame because this generation right now though i'm talking about the ones that are living are crying out for how do i deal with life right now how do i engage life right now how do i get in touch with the spirit of god right now and instead of taking somebody by the hand and walking them through the gospel, you know, chapter by chapter or verse by verse, we try to give them, you know, this, these cliches and this self-empowerment. Man, man, how do I deal with difficult people? Amen. That's a, that, that's a very, that's a, that's a hard question to answer, but the Bible has an answer for it. But if we don't take the time to, to look into it, to see what God has to say about it, what what are we doing? Why 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 you call why you why do you want to be 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 saved? Christ got brutalized by people for because he had a he brought a different doctrine to them that said it's not about the law, it's about the love. It's not about um, law; it was about grace. It's it's amazing to me how two thousand years later we're still doing the same thing, the same thing. And the worst part is it creeps up into the churches. Now, I'm all for Christmas festivities. I man, it, I can agree with my, as well. This is one of my favorite times of the year. You get you get together with your families, but if you don't know how to engage your family the correct way. Like I said, the rules of engagement. You want know, to put some love on that on that hurting person who always negative. You don't know how to put some love on that person who's always angry. If you don't know how to put some love on that person who always got depression when they come around you, they got the Eeyore syndrome. Nobody likes me. <laughs> if you know you, you don't you know the Bible. Tells us how we should do that, and we all know love is in action. It's not just a you know a, a, a word that we, we we use it loosely, but it it means something. It, it's powerful, very powerful. I don't want anybody listening to me just to think that you know well you know he's just another preacher. Well, I am just another preacher, but I'm another preacher is going to preach the gospel in the simplest form. Because I believe in the simplicity, there's power. In the simplicity, there's wisdom. In the simplicity. God is speaking. He's speaking loudly. I want you to love one another. 
and not hate on one another. I want you to rejoice with one another and not be envious of one another. It's not hard. It's hard to hard for a transgressor, the Bible says. But this is not hard. It's not hard if you love when you love somebody, you don't mind. I love the way that sounds. When you love someone, you you don't mind. You might get little, you like Paul said, you might be defrauded for a brother because you love them. You love them. You might get a little embarrassed. You love them. Oh, it's all right. You sweep that. You don't need to sweep under the rug. You you cast that to God. You know that don't hurt God. That, no, I'm past that. But I believe that it is very important that, as a body of believers, that we we learn to engage one another correctly. Righteously, lovingly, lowly, meekly. Everything that Christ came to do and and serve as, be an example to. I believe we should be looking forward to it. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for the word. I thank you for, for Christ Jesus with his meek and lowly heart. And Father, right now, as we all are trying to obtain the same heart, Father, Lord, I pray, Father, that we will engage one another, Father, the correct way. That we will, we will protect one another, Father, in a discreet way. That we will look at one another as higher than ourselves, Father. That we will treat one another, Father, with love and kindness. Father, I thank you right now, Father, because you have knit us all together. And even though, Father, we may bicker and argue, Father, I pray, Father, that the word, Father, will be the last last stop. It will be the, the final answer the final input of whatever situation we may have or go through. Lord, it is not about just our own uh, earthly desires, but it is about being pleasing unto you. Your word says you made us for your good pleasure, and I know your good pleasure does not deal with dysfunction. Rather, it deals with unity, love, and mercy. And Father, we need all three. Lord God, we thank you, Father, in this holiday season and this as we get ready to celebrate the day that we have chosen to celebrate the birth of Christ, Father. We thank you, Father, for sending your Son, for sending the Holy Ghost, for sending your power, Father, unto us to live in here, live here until you come to our return. Father, we thank you. We love you. We greatly miss you. Uh, and we await the return of Christ, even in this holiday season, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.